Yeah, good. How good. Forza Azzurri. That's a different way to enter the podcast. Oh, we love it. Probably confuse a lot of people there, but um, yeah, as a lot of you know, we're, yeah, Euros are on at the moment. We're both Italian, so we're up and about with it. And Quinn's just got his Optus Sport login, so he's just become a soccer fan as well, which is great. That's it, mate. Jump shipped at the moment. After I saw Friday night's performance from the Tigers, <laughs> I thought, geez, I better, better find a successful team. And uh, Italy are doing quite well at the moment, so go back to the, the motherland and uh, give them some support. Yeah, absolutely. They're, uh, they're flying at the moment in the quarterfinals uh, this weekend. So, um, yeah, so it's been great. And obviously, I'm, I'm decked out in the Italian merch, which is great. That's so it. We've got our coffees with us now. So, very Italian. Got the coffees. Night, What's so it called? Cheers. Uh, made a bit of Medicina. Medicina. That's it. So, just a bit of sip this. <laughs> oh, yes. Sorry. I'm not. I need to brush up on my skills. But, yeah, no, this is good. So, it's a good start to the podcast. Um, it's a pretty grim re- week for me. Uh, normally yeah. you're the one coming in well, with a pretty dour mood, but it's me this week, so it's something different. But um, yeah, the Italy theme song and the coffee, and it's all, it's all cheap now. We've got some biscotti as well. We do, we do. We forgot to mention that. Which is uh, biscuits for you Aussie folk out there. Yep. Um, yeah, so we're really Italian tonight, which is which is good fun. Mix it up a bit. Um, got to have a bit of fun, especially after the Tigers only kicked two goals for the game on the weekend. Well, that wasn't very fun. So, so. We, let, let's start there. Let's start there. Yeah, let's get it out of the way. Let's yep. uh, get this one done, done and dusted. Um, I think the most annoying thing for me is seeing St Kilda supporters go on about how well they played. But for anyone that watched the game, they really didn't. We were just dog shit. And that's uh, putting it pretty bluntly. We were just awful. I thought couldn't hit a target. We had more uncontested possessions than St Kilda did. But with all of them, I think, not all of them, obviously, but with a lot of them, we kept turning it over. We were fumbling. Um, couldn't kick a goal to save ourselves. Like you said, we kicked two goals, which is our lowest score in... Uh, since 1927, I think. So it's been a long time and uh, it's feeling pretty grim. I vomited all over myself. I want everyone to see what a Richmond does to me. That's what did it did. You, you call up Bessie did you? I did. I called up Bessie and <laughs> rang in and the, the film, they record me, sorry. So that's what's, that's what's popped up. But yeah, that's... I'm going to play this every time Richmond have a shit game. It's been two times this year I've played yeah. that and it's probably been a few more times I could have played it. But... Um, yeah, it was pretty bad. I mean, I, I know for a mutual fan, it would have been pretty boring, I'm guessing. It was. I mean, it was just so surprising what was going on. Um, I think we all just expected Richmond to eventually just claw their way back. Um, I mean, just the way the Saints have been playing this season and then to see them leap out to a leap that they did and you just thought, oh, Richmond will come back, Richmond will come back, but you just never did. <laughs> and then the Saints just kept piling, kept piling on the goals and... When they end up winning by about forty points, so um, which is saying that if we if we that's what I mean if we played a good team, that would yeah, the margin would have been ridiculous. Well, a lot more. We, we, that would have been ridiculous. That's why I think a lot of people thought we were still in the hunt because yeah. they never really blew out to an uncatchable lead. I mean, yeah, in the last quarter when you're forty points down, you're probably not coming back. But up yeah. until about you know halfway through the third quarter, we were still a good chance at coming back just because of the Richmond we've been in the past and what we've what they've seen us do before. But um, yeah, it was pretty embarrassing to say the least. Yeah, for sure. First game back at the G as well. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. I, I was there. I was pretty excited. I thought, you beauty. I got got given medallion club tickets and everything. So I was sitting center wing, perfect spot, um, drinks on the house. It was it was perfect, you know. Um, everything went, it was going the way it should have, apart from the result. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, unbelievable night at the G. And um, I don't know, it puts the, the Saints, like it's, it's, it's almost a, like, do you, are they back? Or is it just is just they just took their opportunity against a really bad Richmond team 
No, I think they just took the opportunity against a bad Richmond team. This game only... this win only puts them a game out of the eight, which is crazy to think. Isn't well, that's it? the thing; it, it, it gives them a sniff. This it doesn't yeah. bring them back into form, but it does give no, them a sniff. Absolutely, if they, if they find some form, there's still a chance for sure. Um, but I don't think you can take too much from this game. Maybe I'm just being salty, mm. but I really don't think you can take take much from this game. Like I said, if they were a good team and they were really in some good form, they would have beaten us by a lot more than forty with the performance we put yeah, up. Absolutely, but uh, they'll take it. They'll take it, and some very happy Saints supporters over the weekend. That's for sure. Um, Buddy Franklin, how good is he? Wow. He's getting closer and closer to a thousand goals. There's a reason why he's considered one of the greatest players of all time, um, and to some, he arguably is the greatest player of all time. So there's there's a reason for that, and he's shown it again and again. And how old is he now? And he's still doing it. Oh, he's what, 34. He'd have 35? to be around something there. like yeah, that. And, yeah, and I know he's not as consistent as he once was, and you know he's gonna have his off games, and he gets injured a lot, a lot more recently, and but. You know, just to, to do the things that he's doing at his age still, yeah. just, it's a testament to how good he's been. Yeah, and even that rundown tackle on Tom Jonas late in the last quarter was Huge. was so good. Um, yeah, it's great, it's great to see. It's great to see a legend still running around and, and, and doing well. Um, so it's great. And yeah, Sydney couldn't quite get over the line as, as much as Buddy really willed him um, to it. But yeah, they just uh, got pipped at the line by Port. But um yeah, it's oh, just. I hope he gets it. I think he will get a thousand goals. I think if he plays one more year, I think he's a good. Yeah, sniff, but it's going to be it just very tough this what year. Happens. He's not going to kick it this year. He's. I think he's it's still seven games left. He needs. What's he, he needs to keep like nearly forty goals, doesn't he? Nah, what's he's he on? on nine nine seventy three. Okay, so he's he needs to keep twenty eight. Twenty seven. Twenty. Twenty seven. Twenty seven goals. Sorry, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's that's a lot of goals. He's going to need a big finish. Yeah, it, it, I mean, if they make finals and he gets a few extra games, who knows? Yeah. So I think they will play finals too. So you never know. We'll see what happens with that. But in saying that as well, that's Port Adelaide's first win against a top eight side. Mm, it is. It is. They Which needed is that. They needed that win badly because, yeah, they've um, they've had that title of flat track bullies this season. See, well, I mean, they beat Richmond, but when they beat us, we weren't in the top eight at that stage, yep. so it doesn't count. But now they've actually beaten the side while they're currently in the top eight. So they'd be pretty. Uh, they'd be pretty happy with that. At least now they can. You know, they can say, well, you know, because you, you can only beat who's in front of you, I guess. Yeah, so exactly, you can call them flat track blues all you want, but they've beaten the top eight team at um, at home. I guess it'd be interesting to see if they'd beat them away. But um, yeah, no, they'll be pretty happy with that, I reckon. Yeah, for sure. Top four now. Yeah, they're they're in the top four now. Yeah. So there you go. yeah, that was huge for them. Um, speaking of a top four team, Melbourne, uh, back on the winners list after that disappointing loss to the Pies a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, just grounded out like a like a good team does. Um, I was at that Essendon Melbourne game, and it was a it was a pretty good game. Essendon really, um, really put in a good performance up until about. The third quarter where Melbourne um, got back in front and started to control the game a bit. But Essendon had their chances to win. They were just very wasteful going inside forward 50. And, um, you know, Essendon fans probably wouldn't say that. They just blamed the umpires as they all were that night. Um, but um, they took it right up to the Ds and the Ds just found a way to win. And it's what good teams do. They don't have to win pretty, but they just got the job done. I was about to, that was the word I was about to use. It wasn't pretty. I mean, they only won by 11 mm. points. You'd tip, you would have tipped Melbourne to win by a fair bit more than that. Um, but yeah, like you said, they just good teams find out a way to grind out wins even when they're not looking likely to do so. And Melbourne were able to do just that. But yeah, even from watching behind the TV, you could hear Essendon supporters just giving it to the umpires. And yeah, they were fierce. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but they've always been like yeah, they're that. They're notoriously bad at that I've, sort of and stuff. I, and, and, you know, I can't speak for every Essendon supporter out there, but I've got a couple on Facebook that every time they lose, there's always a status yeah, about how bad the umpire umpires bashing. were and all that sort of stuff. How about you just own the loss? Yeah, I know. Like, umpiring is... There's always going to be bad umpiring and bad decisions, but when, when 
supporters take it personally and they think that the umpires have a vendetta against their team, that's when it's just ridiculous. You yeah, know? that's that's when it's too far. I mean, yeah. I know we've talked about it on this podcast before, especially I me. Mean, I've been pretty vocal about how poor the umpiring has been this year. Um, but, you know, it's not in particular to one team. Like, I think it's been poor across the board. So I don't think there's a vendetta against any one team. But, yeah, yeah anyway, yeah. That's, that's another story. But, yeah, there was, there was some pretty bad decisions, um, especially late, late, late in that game. Yeah, the Tip and Woody one stands out where definitely should have been holding the ball and if he gets a if he gets a free kick has a shot and goal and, and kicks the goal then who knows what happens in that game because it was pretty tight so but saying that Essen just kept bombing it inside 50 late and Jake Lever and Stephen May just kept intercepting it so it was yeah they almost lost that lost that game themselves um, but they played a bloody good game Zach Merritt Darcy Parrish just guns continue to find the footy at ease they do you got a magnet or the balls yeah, on a string one of the two crazy. they're just killing it at the moment yeah. and that's the thing Essendon you know from the stage that they're at with their list they can walk away from a game like this and yeah the fans will be pretty pissed off they lost but they'll be happy as a whole that they took it up to Melbourne the way they did and put on a really good performance they'll be yeah. very happy with that oh absolutely absolutely they're they're having a great season but they're probably exactly where you where you would expect like they're they're beating the teams that they should beat, but then they're they're getting close to the top teams, but not quite getting over the line. So, and it, that's pretty much where they're at. So, um, yeah, you'd be pretty happy if you're an Essendon supporter with the way, the way they're going. Um, what about the Young Hawks? Jeez, Jeez. They're, they're finding some form. Let me tell you right now, I was a very big Hawthorne supporter um, come Sunday afternoon because yeah. if the Giants had a won, that would have pushed the Tigers out of the top eight and. We bloody deserve to be out of the top eight with some of the performances we've had this year. But Hawthorne held strong and uh, got a, or well, I'd say, yeah, definitely an upset win, would you say? Oh, yeah, the definitely. Giants for sure. Yeah. Um, but 18 points as well. So it wasn't like they just got over the line. They won by a few goals and they look great. They're, they, they're young players. They're going to be so good in a few years. And it yeah. just goes to show how good Hawthorne are as a club that they can rebuild. But it's not like they're going to be down in the dumps for too nah. long. Like they're, they're already on their way back up and they never really spent much time down the bottom, did they? No, nah, they, they um, I mean, I've got Alistair Clarkson at the helm as well. That helps. Um, and you've got players like Tom Mitchell who are, who's back in that Brownlow medal form of a couple of years ago and just continues to find the footy. And geez, Tim O'Brien took one of the marks of the year as well, if not the mark of the year. Did you say that? Yeah, it definitely was a mark of the year. Jack Raywater, <laughs> Shea Bolton's got that one, but it was huge. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, no, nah, he flew across the pack in the goal square there. That was uh, that was unreal. great mark. Yeah, unreal. And did you see John Newcomb kicked his first goal yeah, as well. Yeah, saw that as well. Yeah, pretty crazy. Did you hear what he said about the MCG before the game? It was no. his first time ever being at the G, and um, I think uh, it must be one of the Hawthorne the media team. They go, "What do you think of the G?" And he goes, "Yeah, it's not bad." <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just goes to show, uh, yeah, how separated he's probably been from understanding that. Well, I guess he understands the significance yeah, of the G. Yeah. He's probably just having to taken the Mickey out of it a little yeah. bit. But um, he played really well as well for a young guy too. So yeah, like we said, Hawthorne's young guns are putting them in good stead, and I reckon only a couple of years before they're back playing finals. Yeah, the Giants though, massive missed opportunity to Huge. come in the eight. Um, they, they should be in the eight right now. They should sure. be for sure because they've dropped a couple other games this year that they probably should have won as well when they went through that down. Down patch, I guess you want. Yep. That's what you want to call it. Um, but yeah, that'll be opportunity missed, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, the doggies absolutely smashed West Coast over there. Doggies, I did not doggies, expect doggies. this. I tipped West Coast because I thought at home that a lot of players come back in their team as well. And dogs taught them a lesson, similar to um, the West Coast were very similar to the way Richmond were. They were just very sluggish and missed a lot of easy targets and. 
shots at goal. Just complacency. I yeah. feel. I reckon it was probably a bit of, you know, we should win this game. We probably will win this We're game. We're at home. We've got all their players back. Yeah, yeah, and they just didn't turn up. And I think that's, from what I saw, that's what looked like it happened anyway. So dogs will be... Love and oh love geez, at the they're looking. They're looking back to their early season form now. I know everybody jumped on Melbourne's shit pretty quickly after the Dogs lost their first one, and everyone's like, "Well, Melbourne haven't lost yet," and you know they've been hyping the D's up, and rightfully so. But the Dogs are oh, yeah, they're looking. They're very. They're looking scary. Their midfield, their forward lines functioning unbelievably well. Aaron so. Norton is a superstar yep. in the making. He's uh, he's already a gun, but he's going to be a superstar in a year or two, I reckon. Yep. If if that, I yeah. reckon even sooner. Absolutely. Then you got Jack McRae, who's what's it? I think it's 17 games in a row. I'm not sure, but 17 games in a row of 30-plus disposals, which is absurd. Um, so he continues to find the footy. And then you've got Bailey Smith, who's dominating as well. And um, the Bont, who's probably winning the Brownlow at the moment. He'd have uh, to be. I, I yeah. mean, even in pressure point, I yeah, he's I'd up put there. him in every week. Yeah. And, you know, not because I favour him, just because he no, deserves he's up to be there. there. So yeah. he'd have to be high in the Brownlow count as yeah. well, you'd imagine. For sure. Um. Speaking of someone who could be pretty high in the, in the Brownlow count is uh, Sam Walsh playing a, a lone figure for the Blues this season. Um, well, he's got no one taking votes off him. Yeah, he's dominating. For a 21-year-old, he's, he's teaching seasoned midfielders an absolute lesson every time he steps onto the footy field. What's scary about Sam Walsh is and the things that he can do at this stage is where do you go from here? Mm. Because what do you have on the weekend? 40-something touches? 38. 38, was it? Okay, yeah. he nearly had 40 touches on the weekend for a 21-year-old or however old he is. Where do you go from here? Do you, do you stagnate? I mean, not that that's a bad place to stagnate. You'd be pretty happy if you played a consistent career around that mark. But if he gets even better, like, where no. does it end for him? He's, he's a freak. He's so good. It's crazy to think, like, what he could be in, yeah, five or six years. I know. No, he might. In five or six years, he could honestly almost catch Connor Rosie. Like, he's that good. He could get there. <laughs> he could get there. It's a good one. Well done. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, yeah, no, nah, he, he's a freak. Um, and, yeah, speaking on the, of the Blues, they yeah, finally got, got a win on the board after a very, very tough few weeks um, getting smashed from pillar to post in the media and on this podcast and many other Carlton platforms. So it was more of a relieving win than anything just to get that, just to get a win in any way possible. And the way they played, especially in that second quarter, was some of the best footy I've seen Carlton play in a very long time. It was um, quick, blistering. Saad Williams off halfback were great. Um, Cripps kicked an unbelievable goal. He was playing really good after he's signed that, that which we haven't well, which happened after our last podcast. We haven't even spoken about that. Paddy Cripps signing for six years. Finally, yeah. Finally so got pen to paper, taking a pay cut as well, and um, very selfless and. Um, that's how you endear yourself to the Carlton faithful. And I hope this is a message that goes out to other players as well hmm. um, throughout the league that sometimes the, the better, I mean, it's yet to be seen, but sometimes the better option is sticking with the team, being loyal. And, you know, if you get, to pay, get paid a little bit less, I mean, really, it, 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 we call it a pay cut. Hmm. But he's still making a lot yeah. more money than most regular people in this country are making. So he's not, he's not going to be, um, you know, short of any change, that's for sure. But... You know, he's done the right thing by the club. He's captaining them. Um, he's shown faith to them and he stayed on. And there's been a couple of players to do that in the past few years now. And, you know, it's just it's good to see. I, I don't like seeing people jump ship too often. Yeah. Um, but it, it was I was really happy to see Cripps resign. But it was funny to see uh, the difference in uh, reaction from some Carlton supporters from two weeks ago when everyone was bagging him because they thought he was leaving. Mm. And then he signs and everyone loves him again. Yeah, but that's football, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, and you got your nuffies out there that are like that. Um yeah, it's just 
yeah, people just have short short memories. You know, Paddy Cripps was the best player in the competition for two years there and dominating everything. And then you know he has one bad season and hasn't signed his contract yet, and you all of a sudden hate him. So um, yeah, it was never in doubt for mine. I always thought he, I never thought he was going to leave. Um, you can just tell he just loves the club and. Um, he's always been that team first player, so. Um, but uh, great to great to have him sign on, and um, and great for the Blues to get a win. And one more player I want to mention as well, Jacob Brudering has to be All Australian this year. Well, he got snubbed last year. If yeah, he, if he doesn't make it this He'll year. He'll make it this someone year. Someone up there needs to be having. He has to. We had chat. 22 touches and 16 marks on the weekend, um, and then he's counter- game saving stuff. Right? Oh, he was unbelievable. He won by 10 points. If he takes yep. six less marks than he did, just for example, text takes a couple more. Exactly, it was huge. And then Liam Jones, his uh, partner in crime, was was just as good as well. Um, so those two have been unbelievable all season. If it wasn't for those two, geez, who knows where Carlton would be? But um, yeah, no, nah, they're both having great seasons. Um, potential Victorian hub is on the cards and looking very likely after the COVID chaos that's happening everywhere else, everywhere else but Vic. Which is very surprising. Considering um, what happened last year. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, I know Sydney was one of the first ones to go into lockdown. They've had a few cases. I've heard uh, the Premier Gladys... Uh, well, I can't remember her surname. Do you remember her surname, Gladys? Oh, I don't. No. No, I'm not sure. Don't, don't put well, me on the spot here. Yeah, no, no. I was just asking if you knew because <laughs> I can't remember for the life of me. But, yeah, she was the one that was pretty adamant that COVID, didn't, uh, COVID wasn't to be fixed with a lockdown um, and was making fun of Melbourne for going into lockdowns, and yeah. uh, now look who's in a lockdown. Yeah, she's uh, doing it. I, just, mm. I did hear she came down with a serious case of ligma, <laughs> so I hope she's all right. I hope she's doing okay. We'll wait and see. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so it sucks at suck Sydney, but, um, <laughs> it, yeah, like we said, the football could be coming back to Melbourne, and um, who knows? I'll be pretty happy with that because we we're, we're supposed to be playing Gold Coast this week, so if it comes to Melbourne, we might get him at the G, which would be – actually, you know what? I don't even know if the G's a, a bonus for us anymore. But yeah, who knows? Who knows? But it would be good to see football back in Melbourne because it's the home of football, whether you agree with it or not. Um, and it'd be good to see, you know, to give back to, especially the Queensland teams and the WA teams after they held us last year, it'd be good to give back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They saved us. So um, let's return the favour. Um, but, yeah, there was also talk of the footy frenzy as well. So having those, you know, games on every night, um, which would be great, especially for Victorians. If we uh, can go to the games, yeah, huge. That'd be great. That'd be massive. Yeah. Like, I'd, Tuesday I'd be night going. footy, Wednesday night footy. I'd be going. I'd yeah. be going a few times a week, I reckon, if yeah. I got the chance. So that'd be fantastic. I'd love to see it. Whether it works or not, um, logistically, yeah. is yet to be seen. But I, I wouldn't mind the idea of it. I think they just want the season to be done. Especially now that it's late. There's a lot of teams that aren't in contention for finals anymore. So let's just get the season done. Um, there's only eight rounds left. Yeah. So well, just let's smash it out. Smash it out. Because, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of dead rubber games come up anyway. So I may as well just get the season done. Yeah. Um, which I'm not against because it'd be great, which means more footy more often. That's so, it. Um, but let's move on to round 16. And it all starts on Thursday nights between Gold Coast and Richmond, as you just mentioned earlier. Scheduled for Metricon, but who knows what could happen. And as we go through all these games as well, we're going to say where, where it's scheduled to be, but most likely a lot of them aren't going to be where they're scheduled to be. Yeah, exactly right. So who knows, but if we can just we can only talk about what we've got in front of us at the moment. And yeah, we've got Metricon, Richmond versus Gold Coast at Metricon. Um, and I don't really have much to say about this. I'm surprised we've got another primetime slot. I don't know how Gold Coast have got a primetime Yeah, I'm not game, sure how that honest. happened. It's beyond me, but um, we're there. We like that, so... I think Richmond really have to bounce back here. We've got a couple more injuries, which I'm not even surprised anymore. The amount of key players we've had injuries too. So if you're not aware, Nathan Broad and 
um, Noah Bolter, just almost forgot. Noah Bolter got both gone out of the side with injuries. So another key key couple of players of the Tigers had gone down. Um, no surprises there at this stage. But yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I think we will win. I think we have to win um, to keep our finals hopes alive. Um, and we really need to bounce back and show something after we gave absolutely nothing on Friday night. Yeah. I think you guys will, will win. Gold Coast are looking no good, losing to North last week as well. So they're in a they're in a, a bad way and um I think there's gonna be a lot of change at that club into the season. Yeah, there there has to be. We've yeah. spoken about it a couple of times in the podcast. Third now. Last. They've gone under the radar yeah. a little bit with how bad they actually have been. Yeah. They copped it a bit last week, but I think it needs to the heat's gonna keep coming for them. It has to, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Friday night, we've got Geelong and Essendon at GMHBA. Um, the Cats will definitely want to bounce back after last week. They got embarrassed by Brisbane at the Gabba. Absolutely smashed. Absolutely. And there's no better place for them to do it than at GMHBA, the hometown. They'll, uh, they'll draw a crowd out there and it'll be a feisty game. Bombers, if they keep playing the way they have been, they won't roll over it by any means. Um, I think it'll be quite a good game, but... Oh, it doesn't matter who plays Geelong down at GMHBA. I don't tip against Geelong down yeah. there. So you get to go there. Yeah, got to go. Got to go Geelong. Um, Saturday afternoon, we've got Melbourne and GWS at the MCG. Um, yeah, I think Melbourne quite comfortably there. I think GWS lost their lost their chance last week to get a good win there, and you know, I can't see them beating Melbourne at the G. No, absolutely not. Unless Melbourne have one of their uncharacteristic off nights, they are uh, yeah, they won't lose. No. Uh, Adelaide and Brisbane at the Adelaide Oval. After that game, they're saying this game's going to be moved. Really? So does that change anything for you? I, s- I think Brisbane wins regardless. Regardless of where they I play. think Brisbane wins regardless. So, yeah. um, But yeah, Adelaide no, at the Adelaide Oval, they're a different proposition. Are you? I'm being filmed in the background. So You're I'm pulling faces. Pulling faces. I'm being filmed in the background. Someone thinks they're sneaky. Jesus. Um, Live audience. It's every a time, bad idea. Every time they <laughs> always getting called out for something. How does Oprah do it? <laughs> <laughs> she gives out free cars, that's why. Yeah, we're going to give something out, yeah. I reckon. But um, yeah, no, I think B- Brisbane win regardless. But Adelaide Oval makes such a big difference to the Crows. This, the atmosphere, the crowd gets around them. They, they're a new team um, up at Adelaide but or down at Adelaide, depending where you're living. But yeah, I think Brisbane will win regardless. Yeah, I think Lions, too good. Uh, Saturday night, I've got Frio and Carlton at Optus Stadium, but this is more than likely to not be there. So hopefully it's down in Melbourne because that gives us a huge advantage. We beat them by 45 points earlier in the year. Yeah, well, we Marvel. beat St Kilda by 86 last time we played them too in Melbourne's at Marvel. So it <laughs> doesn't matter. Past results mean nothing to me anymore. Don't bring me down. Come on. Past results do mean nothing to me. However, yeah, if this game gets yeah. moved, then... It would I, change I everyone's tip, I, I feel like. I can't tip against yeah. Carlton if it gets moved um, because Freo are no good away from home. I still tip Carlton if it's at Optus because Freo haven't given me much to go by this year. Um, but I, it'd be hard to. It's all, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one for me because Freo are pretty good at home as well. So I'm, if it's at Freo, I'm gonna I'm gonna tip Carlton either way actually. So yeah. Uh, if, well, if it stays in Perth, I'm gonna tip Freo, but I don't I don't think it will. If it's down here, I'm gonna give us a, give us a red hot go. Um, oh, absolutely. Uh, last time we played Frio on a Saturday night in Perth was the famous Jack Noon's goal after the siren. That's right. That, that's what sprung to mind when I was yeah. uh, when I was talking about it. So he could do it again. He could. He, he could. If he gets a game, he's not getting picked at the no, moment. He played, played on the weekend. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. Okay. He's, right. He hasn't been great, but he played. He plays every now and just does a roll. That's right. Uh, the other game on Saturday night, we've got Hawthorne and Port Adelaide at Marvel Stadium. 
as well as the Hawks have been playing. You don't see them knocking off. Oh, I don't know. Another one, surprised it's uh, at Marvel Stadium. Yeah. Well, I guess it is. I mean, it's at night, and I guess the Melbourne games during the day at the G, it's probably a bit too quick of a turnover. That's the thing. If Frio and Carlton get swapped over, they can't play at the MCG or Marvel. Because well, there's a Marvel and MCG game that day, so that's going to have to get moved. It, you could play at the G probably, though, couldn't you? Because Melbourne play there. But they're playing in the afternoon at one forty-five. Do they do double headers the same ground? No, but mm. because of COVID, they things might, might they change. might just yeah. do it. I mean, where yeah. else do you play Princess True. Park? I'd love that. Yeah, <laughs> I know you <laughs> absolutely. Would, you know what I mean? Like, where yeah. else do you play? They're yeah. really your only two options. So, it, yeah, we'll have to wait and see how that pans out. But yeah, I'm going to go Port Adelaide against the Hawks. Yeah. I don't see Hawthorne getting over them. Yeah, Port for me as well. Uh, Sunday afternoon, we've got Sydney and West Coast at GMHBA Stadium. We do, which is a very You're getting distracted by the live am, audience. Again. The live audience is killing me. <laughs> um, yeah, GMHBA. You wouldn't you wouldn't think you'd be saying this too often. Sydney versus West Coast at GMHBA, but um, I mean, you can't go past Sydney, can you? Especially when West Coast are playing away from Optus Oval. Yeah, and West Coast lost by a hundred points last time they played at GMHBA. Early they in did the year. too, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. So. Sydney for mine, yeah. um, and we'll just have to wait and see how the uh, travel all works out for those sides and whatnot. But yeah, no, yeah. Sydney for me, definitely. Yeah, Sydney as well. Uh, Collingwood and St Kilda at the MCG. I don't know. Interesting game. Very I interesting. I really don't know. Yeah. I think Collingwood, because it's at the G. But, but then the Saints beat Richmond at the G last week. It, it doesn't make sense, but... <sighs> No, I'm going Collingwood as well. Yeah, I'm going to go Collingwood. Yeah, I think but Collingwood. Either way, wouldn't surprise me. No, nah, I'm the same. So either way, wouldn't get, wouldn't go past me. But yeah, no, Collingwood as well for me. Yeah. And the final game of the round, we've got the Western Bulldogs against North Melbourne at Marvel. Look at the odds. I'm going for North. <laughs> tipping Twelve dollars fifty. I'm tipping North for this one. You're going to tip North. Yep. Really. You wait and see, mate. Okay. You watch. All right. Um, I'm not. I'm going to tip the Dogs. Okay. Um, Flying form, and it'd be silly to pick against them. You're a cat, mate. I know. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but that is round 16 uh, all done. Um, yeah, as we said earlier, all those games might be shuffled around, the venue changes and everything by the time this podcast even comes out. So um, we'll wait and see with that. But, um, yeah, should we thank our sponsors before we wrap up? We should. Before we forget, can't do that. There are... You know, they, they make this show possible. So I want to thank Millie and Ma to start off with. They've been fantastic to us across the journey. And RetroJet Prince, go ends. Woo! And we're also hoping to get ends on the podcast very soon as well. We are very shortly. He's, uh, he's surprised us with a nice little gift that he's planning on bringing down to the podcast studio. And uh, once that comes, into the, um, comes in, he's going to jump on the show with us. I think with Lawrence as well, his son. So that'll be good. Beautiful. Two diehard Richmond supporters. Great. And, uh, you thought I was bad? Yeah. Uh, wait till you hear it's those two jump on. It'll be an interesting day. So um, I might nah. just sit out for that one. Just let you guys just talk. Take it away, man. Yeah. No problem. No dramas at all. But that'll Easy. be a very interesting podcast. So stay tuned for that one when that comes about. Easy. All right. Well, uh, that is us done. Um, as we say every week, make sure you leave us a review. Subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Keep the reviews coming. They're all fantastic. We love you all. Um, so keep them coming. Um, and yeah, enjoy round 16. We'll uh, chat next week.